Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. I think this is going to be our second to last episode of the year. The penultimate. The penultimate episode. Uh, we, don't, we don't play the OP yet, right? We save that for the last episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we're getting there. When we go to space, yeah. Yeah, when, <laughs> when, yeah, when, when the fight in space. No, happens. this is the part where... Uh... This is the part where we are divided because uh-huh, our most are. favored comrade has abandoned us. Oh yes, okay. Uh, so we, yes, we think G has left us, and yeah, then come yeah. back triumphantly. So he can swoop episode. in at the last moment in the next yeah. episode sure, sure. Okay. to yes. deliver an epic thirty-minute rant about why Vinland Saga is anime of the year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might have something to say about that at some point as well, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, we are kind of. I can't. I can't believe we're hitting kind of the final stretch of the season uh, already. A little bit, kind of. A little sigh of relief. Yeah. Yeah, and and there's you know of course the end of the year, which means we're going to have all of our anime of the year decisions to make and whatnot. But uh, you know, for now, we've just got some anime to talk about. So let's introduce introduce everybody first. I'm Gel. I am joined by Iro. I'm still here. I'm not dead yet. You're you're still alive, st- still with us. Uh, you know, my my brain automatically wants to say, you know, we're joined by G. It's just like the intro What's and good, outro. Y'all? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the intro and outro of all of our podcasts is like burned into my just like I'm just like an autopilot most of the time. But no, as we mentioned, G is not with us uh, uh, this week. But we are joined by Artemis. Hello, I am G's bitter replacement. You are welcome. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> when and I'm not on, do you all take shots at me <laughs> on this scale? <laughs> Have you ever not been on? <laughs> oh, a few times. Okay. I know. Well, look, I know you all took shots at me when I wasn't on. So that's right. Fine. When you went uh, to Boston. Yeah, well, well, even saying, saying that, I keep saying know. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although I think I actually did go to Boston in that, that oh. trip. Anyway. We're also joined by Aqua as Cuff Cuff Achu. It's the so. sniffy season. <laughs> brand, brand new, uh, brand new lineup for the Glorio chat just dropped. Um, yeah, wow. I, I don't have, have Artemis and Aqua. Have you ever been on the same podcast? Absolutely not. Okay, <laughs> really? Not even one time? No, never, ever. Wow. Okay. I mean, All right. Wow. We should have put out a teaser and everything for this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you'll get a trailer for Glorio Chat 151 here, but um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I mean it is pretty rare that either me, Iro, or G are missing. So right, I don't yeah. think I've ever been on with anyone else on the in the rotating chair as we call. You've been it. on with Zig before. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think you've been on with Zig maybe once or twice, but yeah, it is pretty rare that any of us are missing. So um, we probably erased that because we talked about Taku for one and then. <laughs> <laughs> 90 minutes of uh, Toku Talk. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, get into our anime talk. And mm-hmm. we'll start with something new, which is uh, yeah. the a, Scott a new, Pilgrim anime. Star is Netflix, on the Netflix horizon. Mm-hmm. Is Netflix billing the Scott Pilgrim anime as an anime specifically? Absolutely. I mean, they bill anything animated, animated as anime. 
okay. Like, okay. Anything animated that is not like explicitly targeted towards preschoolers is anime in the eyes of Netflix. I, I mean, I guess it is being made by a science saru. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This the... show has I way was, more. I was going to say if yeah, if it has yeah. science saru, they can they can claim it as anime. I'm not mad about it. If we're, if we're going. If we're going by the, if it was made by a Japanese studio, it's anime definition. It's got uh, more claim to be an anime than their Castlevania stuff. Yeah, than Castlevania or even Avatar Lost Air. Right? <laughs> like, I think every position on the production of this, except for the writers and the director, is Japanese. So Right. And so, even the director, I think, is... Abogongora has... Yeah, has is someone who is inside Saru, even yeah. though he's not Japanese. He is from the anime industry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so this is totally random, but I think it's relevant. Um, I woke up this morning, and I Mm -hmm. don't know why, for whatever reason, I had the theme song to Gem and the Hologram stuck in my head all day. (laughs) Okay. And, uh, you know, Gem and the Holograms being an American cartoon that was, I believe, animated by Toei Animation, as many cartoons were in the 80s. So Mm -hmm. is Gem and the Holograms an anime by that definition? Getting into some really... That is the... (laughs) <laughs> difficult question, right? I mean, like the TMS episodes of Batman the Animated Series anime? Like, right, right. Well, I think, I think in the case of Gem, I think it wasn't like a couple of, I think like the whole series. I mean, don't quote me on that, but if I remember, like it mm-hmm. actually was the whole thing. I think like the, way, the best or like most concise definition you give is that something is anime if production is centered in Japan. Yeah, but I don't know. It's still or has it become like the JRPG yeah. debate? Where it's, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the but thing. We, we don't have time. We don't have time for that. But broadly speaking, you know, all the like writers and producers of Gem yeah. were, were in the West, right? And yes, it's just, right, they just right. sent. But I mean, like, there's yeah. a lot of anime nowadays that is produced by you know people from Funimation who are not Japanese. Uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah. So, anyway, I mean the point is it's a it's a mood discussion, you know. Something yeah. is to be something is anime when it is you know part of part of the the, the stuff that people who like anime watch. <laughs> just like how I, just like how I like consider Tokusatsu to be quote unquote anime simply because it thematically and aesthetically like sure, overlaps sure. with a lot of what we talk about on right. this, on this and I, blog. And I, and it, I mean, I think it's fair to say the original source material for Scott Pilgrim is inspired by anime and 80, uh-huh. 80 like 80s, Absolutely. 90s Japanese Absolutely. video Though games. What I, will, so. what I will say is uh, Scott Pilgrim's not on Nya, um, so therefore yes, how that's anime right. can it be? No, that's the true definition of yeah. something anime. <laughs> uh-huh. is it not? That is, well... <laughs> is, it a, is it on Naya? Yeah, and I, I said oh, that. I said Naya. Do, they, do that to me. Christ mm. alive, man alive. Anyway. Mm. But so, hey, Pilgrim I mean, takes there, off. There are, like, there are like concerts from DM Revolution on Yacht. Oh, yeah, that's very on all them Super Rod Spirits concerts. I guess so. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's extremely next time TMO. where we will be uh-huh. giving our hot takes on, I don't know. Steven Universe and oh, yes, right. Teen Titans. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Scott Pilgrim uh, takes off. Yes, yep. the Netflix anime Scott Pilgrim takes off uh, again. As is always the problem with us covering anime on Netflix. I believe the whole thing dropped, but we've only had time to watch one episode. Thanks, Absolutely. Netflix. Yes. Yep. Um, I you know for me, I'll just personally Scott Pilgrim is always makes me nostalgic as somebody who 
was a cool 20 something in a band in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Were you also, a high schooler? <laughs> look, I don't want to say anything that's going to incriminate myself. That's fair, uh, that's fair. I don't know what the statutes of limitations are, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the uh, I also didn't learn about Scott Pilgrim until I was in my 30s. So by right, the time right. I got to it, I was like, oh, look at these dumb kids. I don't ever want to go back to being like that again. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, right, right, right. It's like I don't feel like um, I, it's nostalgic, but not necessarily a great nostalgia uh, for me. But right. it's, it's, a, it's, it's definitely, the it's definitely a thing. nostalgia that makes you go, God, I was so stupid. Yes, when I was uh, mm-hmm. in my early twenties. Yeah, and I think then there's also the whole thing of the like, and this probably will get into the anime part of it itself. I believe a lot of people missed the point of Scott Pilgrim <laughs> when they were including, reading it. Including, you know, the writers of Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the live action movie, <laughs> which I I don't know if that's what they're if they're trying to rectify that in the anime here because um yeah, well, it, let's it, talk let's well, talk I mean, about. What happens, the thing I've but... heard is that this is definitely a like people compare it to Shin Evangelion in that it is a author coming back to his seminal work to try and you know reckon with the impact it has had and the personal changes he has gone through since writing right. that original work. Um, and in that regard, like this anime. Like the first episode is rel- a relatively faithful adaptation of the first volume of Scott Pilgrim up until the very end, when right. something happens that may or may not have massive repercussions on how the rest of the show is going to play out, and and based on what I have seen and read, uh, it will have those massive repercussions like i've heard a lot of people saying that you know the side characters get a lot more uh get a lot more attention here like there's a lot more focus on ramona who was always like depicted as kind of well the thing is like the whole point of the sh- of scott pilgrim is that ramona is not a prize but she is framed as such throughout most of the original show in order right. to drive home the point that in the end she is not a prize, but here I'm assuming they are moving that forward and making her far less of a mystery right. and more of an act. Which is one of the major. When I'm talking beginning. about right, when I'm talking yeah. about people missing the point, that was one of the yeah, 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 yeah. things yeah. that people are missing the point on, right? <laughs> exactly. So, well, the thing yeah. was, the problem was always with the Scott Pilgrim movie is that that movie started production when Volume Five was still being written and came right. out the day I think that Volume Six came out. So they didn't really know what to do with it. Like they, they based that entire movie on the idea of, oh wow, cool video game indie rocker fights a uh, mm-hmm. bunch of right. like evil dudes to get the cool hot hipster girl. So like the big swerve that those books take in volumes five and six could not really be included in um, in that final product. And I think. Because of that, and because we are now in an era when we sort of reevaluate, uh, like the nerd culture of the early 2000s, uh, 2010, sorry, when that film came out, uh, and like how the public opinion has sort of turned from, oh, it's the revenge of the nerds kind of times, uh, kind of zeitgeist we had in that era has now swiveled back around to, um, 
not necessarily like creeps. not necessarily <laughs> nerds are losers, but like oh the the like nerd archetype also has a lot of its toxic traits that we could critically evaluate. I think that was an incentive for uh, for Brian Lee O'Malley to go back to that work and sort of try to drive home the original point of Scott Pilgrim again, but from the very beginning this time, try to like retrofit a lot of what he was going for in those later volumes into the earlier volumes, which was always there, right? I mean, Scott Pilgrim dating a high schooler was always supposed to be, yo, look at this dude, what a shithead. But, but everybody was missing that point. Right, like, wow, right. cool video game indie rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I think he is like sort of trying to go back to that now and also putting some of his the themes he has been working around in his later works because I'm the kind of sicko who has read other Brian Lee O'Malley stuff aside from <laughs> Scott Pilgrim try to like interject some of those themes of like not just the story of like, oh, the man child needs to learn how to grow up, but some more like nuanced themes that have to do with interpersonal relationships, that have to do with things like guilt, things like repressed sentiments, like all of the stuff that kind of is in Scott Pilgrim in some embryonic state. And he is now trying to retro fit that, that into the 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 most icon because like the first couple of volumes are <laughs> did, you, did you watch all ones. did you actually watch all of this show and are holding out on us like oh no 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 i watched episode one sorry i, I right. watched episode one but i have read what like oh, okay. interpretations of what this is supposed to be and i can see that happening i can see that in a stage in this first episode for example the first episode is not as uh, funny as the movie and the original comic are. Like a lot of the quote-unquote iconic jokes that people quote all the time have been excised. Yeah. And I, um, I feel like it's a lot more obvious from the beginning that Scott is an asshole. <laughs> like, right, right, right. It's, right. it's, it's like, I don't, I don't feel like, I mean, I'm sure people will still continue to misinterpret it because there is a lot of wow, cool nostalgia, I feel like, still in this mm-hmm. episode. But uh, I feel like that is more in the forefront at least in this first episode and of course particularly with the how it, the episode ends yes so yeah. I, I guess that's all to say this does not appear to like think they're they're just doing a straight up retelling of the story right there's going to mm-hmm, be a, mm-hmm. a different take on the events of scott pilgrim right. um and, and I, i'm not sure how i feel i like i've i've never seen something like that and with quote unquote that, I mean the like Shin Evangelion slash Final Fantasy VII remake kind of thing that has fully managed to convince me. Like Shin Evangelion did not convince me, and Final Fantasy VII remake is incomplete, so we can't really cast judgment on that. But that has me both nervous and interested. Well, here's here's what I would say on it like if you take evangelion as an example i feel like the original evangelion is fine it accomplished its purpose mm-hmm. i don't know if the original scott pilgrim if so many people were misinterpreting it did so maybe revisiting it actually does have a point right uh so but i would I mean, mostly blame that on the film like 
Yeah, I mean, but that's you know if that's the majority of how people yeah absolutely experienced yeah. it, and which is even probably people also the who... reason why uh, Brian Lee O'Malley jumped at this chance right. to have this made. Like, and we've, you know, even people who seen the story going around on Twitter that like Michael Sarah, um, who voices Scott in both the anime and plays him in the movie, um, sort of tried to organize a reunion of the original cast. Which is pretty hard to do because most they of them are going to be super famous. <laughs> yeah. Like Chris Evans was in a bit part in that movie and yes. is now like one of the biggest movie stars ever. So yeah. he tried to do that, and they basically all decided that like, hey, we want to do a, another Scott Pilgrim thing because they have such good memories associated with that with that movie, right. and apparently that is how this ended up being pitched. Yeah. So I, I mean that that be so. It is pretty amazing. They assembled the the cast from the movie for pretty much everybody yeah. for the the voices. Um, they got Anamanaguchi uh, for the soundtrack. Who they yeah, did the amazing right. soundtrack for the video game. Uh, so they yeah. they got all the the pieces together, and it does look cool. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a ver- I think it's an appropriate style for the series. Um, Absolutely, and it it looks great. It's animated well. It's directed well. The voice acting is good to great, which is not always the case when you get, you know, screen actors to do voice acting. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it feels a, it feels maybe a little flat, but it's not bad. Um, Some I mean, of them are better than others. Some yeah, better than others. I feel like um, uh, who is it that plays Ramona? I feel like she's doing pretty good. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, and yeah, there's, God, there's so many famous people yes. <laughs> that went on, that like went on to be so famous. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> from, from that movie, but um. Whereas I feel, I feel like Michael Sarah is maybe not the best, and he's the mm-hmm. main character. But I mean, he's fine. It's not. It's not like when he talks like on like, like an yeah. anime voice. Yeah. Like he when doesn't he... do the huh, oh hey, Michael Sarah voice that you all know. Yeah. Like he, yeah. he does a bit more of a peppy, like shonen anime voice, right? Which mm-hmm. is fine. It's fine. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Satya Baba is pretty good right. really good well. like yeah. the yes. one dude from scott pilgrim who didn't become famous and he's like well, you mean the minority it. doesn't become famous um uh, uh, yeah. yeah yeah but uh <laughs> he's uh doing a great hammer hamming it up yeah yeah definitely so i i mean that's probably i mean all things considered it's probably the the best thing i could have hoped for for uh scott pilgrim anime in 2023 but yeah i don't yeah. know well, i mean i'm not gonna count my chickens I, I, never, I never had, right. like like I said, I never had, like, a strong affection right. for Scott Pilgrim to begin Nor with. Uh, but yeah. Well, the thing is, I do, like, yes. not necessarily because I see Scott and it's like, wow, he's literally me. It's just, like, something I really enjoyed during a formative period of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. I read all of yeah. Brian Leo Mary's, Mary's work afterwards. I wrote my freaking thesis about one of his books. Okay. It's your, so, it's, it's your uh, Biscuit Hammer. Look. Yeah, it's my it's a thing of mine. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah. I'm really interested to uh, see where this goes and see if I can yeah. pick apart any uh, can, any of the interesting things. So. I think you can buy the video game again too. I like the video. Yeah, game. they did uh, I mean, manage to resurrect that thing. The video game is only okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's got it's a lot fine. of um, yeah. style, it's, it's, and the soundtrack, the soundtrack is amazing though. I will. It's uh, mostly known for the soundtrack and the great sprites. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, good soundtrack, good sprite work, uh, you know, 
that's that's enough for a, uh, a, a it's only i think it's you probably get it for like 10 bucks or something i mean it's not very expensive shout out shout out to the soundtrack of the original scott pilgrim movie which was like made by a bunch of bands that ended up becoming super famous yeah that, that the movie also had a good soundtrack yeah, yeah. um and I, I feel like they're trying to ch- channeling that a little bit with the uh still with the sex bomb songs but yes yeah. absolutely um all right so i you know we'll we'll see how the rest of it. i'm kind of on the fence i i definitely am not watching it now because i'm trying to catch up on vinland saga season two on the I real got, anime yeah I, I got i got enough on my plate but at some yeah, point yeah, i will yeah. probably watch the rest of it so yeah all right let's um let's talk about a show that we never properly talked about i think we mentioned it briefly but i know artemis you're enjoying this show a lot so and i don't think you had a chance to talk about it if i remember but. Yeah, I think I briefly introduced it in a previous podcast, but I think probably only the first anime, uh, the first episode had come out by that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, so we're talking we're and, talking about my uh, my new boss is goofy. Yeah, is- and uh, the boss is goofy. But what I really like about this show, especially as the episodes have progressed, is that. And I, I feel like I said the same thing weirdly about a couple of other shows this that aired, like earlier on this year, but it explores trauma in a very unexpected way. And okay. I guess what I mean by that is when often when trauma is introduced in an anime, like emotional trauma, it's kind of like my trauma like was in the past and now something someone did something nice and now my trauma is solved, like right. case closed, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And this is definitely not how this anime approaches it. And so, even though there are, the the anime is largely lighthearted and kind of a kind of a, an easy listening comedy, so to speak, um, there are some like surprisingly dark moments. Like in a in a recent ish episode, um, the main character is getting texts from his boss still, like actual like in real time texts, or like he's driving in a taxi and and going home, and he's getting a text from his boss saying like, "How dare you." Like you're worthless, you're making new friends, but they're not really your friends. If your boss thinks you're competent, then he's also an incompetent asshole. Uh, and I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to come to, I know where you live. I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to like stalk you outside your, your apartment. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Like, um, okay. Yeah. And, and it throws the main character into back into this kind of traumatic kind of fight or flight kind of, mm-hmm. you know, response. Um, and it's, it's just really well done because it doesn't come completely out of nowhere. Like they kind of keep going back to his previous trauma throughout. But right. I just like the fact that it gets this response in him and the other characters who know by this point what's happened, like basically what's happened in the past. And it's not just brushed under the rug. Right. Yeah. Um, and when, so, I mean, just to remind everybody when you're referring to like the, the trauma, like the, this is the, 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 the main guy, his previous job as well. Right. You're, as you're at saying, a, his a, boss at a, <laughs> texting yeah, at, a, at, a, at a black company or whatever, right, I guess, right. probably. But but specifically that that boss, um, like, verbally abused him. It was in the most recent episode, like, there's a flashback where he actually gets kicked in this, like, just straight up kicked in the stomach um, outside a bar by his boss, who, mm-hmm. who was, I guess, drunk at the time. You know Japan's infamous after work drinking yes. parties that you must right. you must mm-hmm. you're obligated uh, yeah. to go on if your boss asks you to go drinking, uh-huh. um, and yeah, it's just like 
again, weird to say in, in a series that's overall more lighthearted and comedic in nature, but it's just integrated really well. Um, and then I've seen some people also say that the anime is queer baiting, which I completely disagree with. Um, I get that some people would watch this and right. feel like the main character and his, you know, his new current boss are kind of hinted to be some kind of romantic item. And then because the romance never becomes explicit, it's queer baiting. I mean, at some point, the whole queer baiting discussion becomes very muddy when we're dealing with anime simply because Japanese customs about portraying romances and making that sort of stuff outward are right. kind unless, of different unless it's, unless it's explicitly marketed as a bl right. series yeah. it's not, you're not really gonna see it in a, in a mainstream like aired on television show right people in general just on the internet will see any two characters be in the same frame together and start thinking they maybe well, they have a thing well um, well artemis right. are you saying there's not something going on between them or you're saying that it's not i don't know i don't i don't to be, to be honest, I don't really care whether there is or not. I don't think that's the point of the show at all. Um, okay. it's, that's what, right. For the record, it is never explicit. Like, no one, no one ever on screen is, mm. is kind of, you know, yeah. like making eyes or anything. There's a I mean, lot I do of remember, I do remember. and awkward laughing, but yeah, it's, it's I, more, it's, it's, I don't think it's ever really presented as a romantic thing as much as some fans would like it to be so. Yeah. I mean, I could see... Because I remember in the in the first episode, the, the the main guy's heart's going doki doki a lot around his boss, but it's right. like, all right, it's fine. It's just I will around. I will say that at this point <laughs> they are straight up living together. Okay, well, <laughs> because <laughs> you know you, you know, do. you know what they're doing, right? There is like a long-standing tradition of portraying romantic friendships in right, anime. Right. and we can yes, like yes. argue until the cows come home about whether this is about homophobic okay. censorship or or right. or anything like that it's just that is kind of how it is in the genre and right. at some point as a fan you sort of need to accept the fact that you can interpret things the way you want them to and maybe you should just i don't know maybe like you I think it's a waste of time to get angry that something isn't the way you want it to be, as long as there isn't any like nefarious intent behind it. Because there's like a big difference between actual factual queer baiting, as in producers I mean, of the show who really try to like use that as a marketing tool without engaging with it in good faith at all, and simply the authors want wanting to leave something up for interpretation right? there's like a right. big 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 spectrum and, between those things right and, and from yeah. from artemis from what you're saying I mean, like it's not the point in the show right like it's not right. like there's... i don't think it is i i do think the creator like creators knew like that, that I'm, I'm i'm it's fairly you know it i get that it's that it's slightly like more than slightly it's it's completely ambiguous Mm -hmm. And that the creators understand that this is an ambiguous thing, but right. I get the feeling from the show. I don't know about the the source material, but the show at least I get the impression that it's very much a kind of you do you fam kind of kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Like if you guys right. were, if you guys want to see these two characters as some kind of item, by all means, 
but that's not, not like, where the show was. The show was never going to say so. Right, it's not like they're doing the like or anything. Oh, I have feelings for him, but he's a guy type of thing. No, uh, no. Right. And there's right. one character. There's one character, like a different character, who says in a previous episode that he likes guys and girls. Yeah. And no one, like the main character, reacts with shock because he said that in a public place. Like, whoa. I feel like this guy just said something wild, but no one else reacts. They're just like, hmm. mm-hmm. all right. Right. Yeah. Which is, I mean, is also pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, and they that, never, that, and they never really go back to it. Probably more tolerant than most uh, actual BL and, uh, and right. Yuri uh, exactly. manga can go. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing yeah, is, like, so, yeah. It, at it, some it point, an author has the freedom of simply not. Like of saying, like this is simply not the the story that I am writing. Like you know, I'm I am writing a story where these two are close, but I am not interested in writing a story where they are romantically involved. And like, without casting judgment on whether they should or should not be romantically involved, or whether that's a good or a bad thing that they are romantically involved, I think an author has the right to just say, like this is just not what I set out to do when I started writing this. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. that's correct. And also probably too nuanced for a lot of the internet to yeah. understand, but. <laughs> oh yeah. So um, I'll point people on the internet complaining yeah. about uh, it, things not being what they want them to be. I mean, you should just watch a canonically gay anime, like well, love life. <laughs> uh, like uh, uh given. We can watch that, but right. no, I mean, but it's the, the funny when you give an actual example. <laughs> um, the, I guess I mean the the main point of this anime is like it's a it's a much more like it's a healing story, right? Like it's a yeah, right. It's yeah, a it's so. a it's a healing. It's yeah, it's a healing story. And when they're not busy doing that, they are just doing office shenanigans that are completely ridiculous, innocuous, easy watching. So for me, it kind of combines the best of both worlds there. And the 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 kind of the real trauma, like healing from trauma stuff and 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 saying that um, you know, just because you switch jobs and have a better life now doesn't mean you're gonna be automatically fine. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, plus the, you know, romantic or not as the case may be material kind of really elevated the show above just a it's a nice weekly watch, I guess, kind of deal. Right. Yeah. What if they at this at this in this cute office comedy also had a, a shitty robot that <laughs> they had to pile on out of fight monsters? Oh no 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 no! <laughs> you take that we'll back. Talk, we'll talk about Bullbuster we'll later, right? But uh, okay, so that sounds cool. Um, what sounds less cool is some of the things I've heard about uh, Jujutsu Kaisen yeah. lately. Iro and you're the really last like, person standing on the yeah, podcast currently since watching G it. Is out, uh, since G is out, yes. Probably the clearest thing I can say about Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 right now that will make you all immediately understand is that both of the two episodes since the last podcast have been about a character being killed by the, by the villain guy purely to motivate the main character into fighting him harder. Uh, like you have uh, them fight, you have this character fighting a bit at the start and then 
they get hit with some sort of fatal blow and we spend half of the episode on some hackneyed flashback slash dream sequence about them and then they look at the main character's eyes and tell him you know it's all on you now and then they explode or whatever and that has happened two episodes in a row with two different characters two people two people died yeah all right we'll we'll put the spoiler flag on this one who died (laughs) uh the the blonde um mentor dude with the seven three power oh the the, the glasses yeah Oh, him, oh, so two of my favorite characters. Yeah, died, so cause... he he has his whole episode where he fights a bunch of dudes and then has his... I mean, I knew he was going to die, but yes. Yeah, and, sure. you know, dies to purely to motivate the main character. And then Nobara, our, our the favorite... Main female character in the show. Our favorite cool lady, uh, murder face, hammer yeah. nails Nobara. Also, yep, fights, uh, fights the Scarface dude and dies and we get this incredibly hackneyed overlong flashback about her childhood that has zero bearing on anything and it's i i understand why this type of show has these sorts of flashbacks to like make you care about the person who's gonna die just about to die but like it's so transparent now, like in the, the way this show's been doing it, it's so incredibly transparent. That's like we're now we're going to waste 10, 12 minutes on this flashback. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I care more about this character because their head's about to explode, and I know that their head's about to explode. So yeah. why are we? I mean, at least in the case, at least in the case of the first death, Malaysian Airlines got to got to plug their their tourism. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. Because he's like he's drinking drinking in his. Mind space. Oh, I really wanted to go to Malaysia and retire on the beach. <laughs> okay. Right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's just so transparent that you have the the only female character of the like main trio, like our cool, strong lady who literally just gets touched by the bad guy and has to go and look into Yuji's eyes and say like, oh, it was a good run. And then it die purely so he can get, get mad. extra super duper mad at this bad guy. Right. So he can go super Saiyan and or whatever. Uh, it's just so uninteresting. Yeah. Like we've seen right. this. I mean, <laughs> this is, uh, you know, this is why I had you guys watch season two ahead of me to mm-hmm. tell me if it was going to be <laughs> in the coal mines, what you said right yeah yeah you guys were my canary in the coal mine on this one because uh, to, to refresh everyone's memory who wasn't around when season one was airing like we enjoyed season one that's oh, why yeah. you guys watch season two and, mm-hmm. and in particular the like the back half of season one because yeah. you know they established this really great cast of characters that had good chemistry and it was a lot of fun and and none of that appears, is continued, really like none of that has been so it appears that was an anomaly and yeah. instead Jujutsu Kaisen sounds like it's just another basic it's, ass right. it's just shonen like, battle show. I don't I don't care enough about any of these characters really to feel anything when some of these characters I don't care enough about to care when they die and and then for characters I might actually care about so many people are dying over and over in quick succession that I feel nothing. Right. Right. It's like, none of this matters anymore. 
And it and because it is all explicitly to motivate the main guy, it's right. like well, your this character's interiority has no meaning anymore because you're they, right, your only purpose was to right. power up the main guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ugh. is 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 Maki still alive? So she's like been immolated like right and I know that she, I because I've heard spoilers for the manga I know that Maki is alive but she is like horribly scarred right and burned effectively um, out of the picture at this point Yeah I don't know man I just every fucking shonen battle shonen jump battle show yeah bust hit its peak and then and then fall down into the depths and it just seems to be a matter of when those two things happen right yeah. I, I think I think we're we're mentioning specifically like Nobara and Maki and the female characters because when Jujutsu mm-hmm. Kaisen came out, a lot of people were like, "Oh, they, this is different. They treat the female characters so much better than your typical shonen show." Uh-huh. And that was kind of true. Like, like I wouldn't give we, them that much credit. The thing is, but, we're, we're grading on such a bad curve, right? Right. Like that... technically, yes, it was better, but it was not like great, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they there there were like. I, I mean, I'll give him some credit. Like the, the the final battle of season one is Yuji and Nobara effectively fighting right. equals on a team, right? Like yeah. you know, they at least got to like fight with the boys, right? Like it was, mm-hmm. and Maki's super badass, and like you know, they they had you know, so I mean, it was better, but right. apparently, nah, we're just gonna keep doing the yeah. And I mean, and I can't think of a single fucking one of these types of shows that where the female characters like matter to the plot. Um, right. Or like do anything cool and no one piece does not count. <laughs> yeah. Right. One piece is its own entity at this point. Right. But also, yeah, we won't get into one piece, but mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, I just, guess, uh, got to wait for the next one or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Who it's, knows? I, will never, will it ever happen? Will it happen in my lifetime? Who knows? Yeah, I, I think I think Shonen Jump has their formula, and they're only going to allow straying f- from it so far before they yeah. got to rein it back in at this point. But yep, it's disappointing. All right, let's talk about something more fun. Sure. Uh, <laughs> the Apothecary Diaries. Mm-hmm. How's that oh, all been yeah, going? I guess <laughs> we probably should have done Spy Family because that's also Shonen Jump. But that's that's fine. It doesn't matter. These doesn't are all arbitrary. Anyway, Apothecary yeah. Diaries. Which yeah, is all right. It's okay. It's a good time. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, Ar- not, it's nothing Ar- like Artemis. I don't. Artemis, I don't think you've had a chance to talk about it. How are you, how do you feel about the show? I'm I'm I, I enjoy it. I was I was pretty iffy. Um, not. Mm, I was iffy a bit after the first couple of episodes, just because of some stuff that didn't jive with me regarding mm-hmm. like the kind of callousness of, of certain comments like i get that the main character is supposed to be a like a very pragmatic mm-hmm. kind of i'm just in it for my own survival i don't really care and plus like i've seen death millions of times so whatever like mm-hmm. doesn't concern me type of person but something she says <laughs> i'm just like do, do you have no empathy whatsoever right Fifteen-year-old um, edge lord. Fifteen-year-old teenagers right, don't right. have empathy. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that's a good point. But uh, but I do think the anime has actually gotten better over time. Yes. Um, in that particular regard, at least. So I, I, I'm enjoying it overall. 
I, I don't think it's it's gonna be like a top of the no. year or anything, but it's it's solid. Is there is there anything uh, particularly uh, fun or noteworthy from the past two episodes that happened? This is kind of like a one ear in, one ear out kind of show. Like you put it on, you watch it, and it's like, huh, that was nice. And so, then you're like, I mean, she did, she did, she did, she did go home. She went right. home. Um, yeah. Which was yes. kind of, which was kind of fun because you got to see her dad, who was mm-hmm. quite an interesting character, I would say. Um, yes. Yeah. So, because she received, she uses some of the hairpins she got at the party uh, to call in some favors and exit. Uh, oh, pardon me. Exit the palace for a few days. Right. To... She gets. She gets like. I think she gets three days to spend at home or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, and so and her dad like and no one knows what happened to her. Mm-hmm. Like she just she got kidnapped. Right. right? She, she, was so kidnapped, she, yeah. she just straight up disappeared. And although I think she does mention at some point in that episode that she sent like a message home at some point. So presumably yeah, 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 she's right. been sending letters. Yeah. She does yeah. mention that. Right. Right. So her dad at least knows that she is alive. Um, mm-hmm. But this is her first time seeing anyone from home since she got kidnapped, which has been, I don't know, like a year maybe at this point? or Several months. Like like several months. Something like yeah. six to yeah. months, I believe. Yeah. Um, what is I will like say... She's, go ahead. Is it like she's like originally from the country or something? In the, no, well, she was in the um, like red light district, the pleasure district, which oh, is actually okay, okay. like... Right, kind of right outside, yeah, like right outside the palace. Just oh, okay. so the palace like is enclosed, right? Right. So Got she's it. stuck there. What I will say is, like, I know this show is going for two cores, um, and the the homecoming stuff is setting up a lot of plot threads that will probably not be picked up on for like eight to ten episodes. Uh, I know from right. reading the manga, like. Like, it's it's quite it's interesting that the show does go back. I quite I quite like that about the show. I was gonna say I don't know if the show was worth two cores, but then I thought, mm, I kind of like that they drop some plot threads and then don't go back until later because mm-hmm. it surprises you when it does happen, but in a good way. Right. I'm thinking about the manga and like judging on what they are doing. There will be like we will have like a season climax, and then there will be like a climax for season two. Right. And some of the stuff that they are seeding is for like that later climax, <laughs> and and not the more re- not the closer one. Um, so, like for example, you know, she there's just the brief scene where they're like, "Oh, did you go visit the annex behind the brothel?" And she's like, "Oh, I better do that." And then <laughs> that's pretty much it. Is all we right. get, right? Um, and what's about what's with any of that? Why is any of that important? Hmm. Maybe we'll find out later. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I know why, but maybe we'll find out later. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's just, it's like, it's, yeah. Like Akuya said, it's, it's not a sh- show that like, it's a bar, it's not a barn burner every week or anything. And it's not like bad at any point. I don't think it's just kind of there in a good way. Um, I I will say, I will say like every time like Friday night rolls around, I do look forward to seeing it. It's, mm -hmm. it's yeah, it's not, it's not amazing, but it's a show that I do genuinely, you know, low key look forward to. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, 
the show that you just watch to like check in with your old friend Mao Mao to see what sort of dumb <laughs> shenanigans she has what, to do. Yeah, what hijinks, what what poison yeah. do you get to try out on yourself <laughs> today? Is it exciting? Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird that Mao Mao is such a compelling character because she is like this comically perfect teenager. She like... has like traits that you would find unsufferable in any other character. But it's just a combination of like her, her like cynicism, Aoyuki's right. performance, and also just the fact that like these characters always act like everyone around them is an idiot. But in this case, it everyone around her actually is an idiot. <laughs> so right. it kind of works. I do think right. she's at her most interesting when, like, for example, at the end of the most recent episode, uh, Artemis where she's like, well, if I'm ever to be executed, execute me with poison, please. Uh, and- right. And, and she said it in a very, like, an absolute seriousness. She, you know, and, and, and the guy's like, what are you talking about? I would never. And she says, you know, it's not a case of, like, do you want to or do you not? It's a case of can you or can you not? Right. Like, so because, when- because, my, because she understands that her life, essentially, to, to most of the people around her, is completely worthless. Right she is expendable um right i think when when she is showing that sort of like wise beyond her years cynicism world cynicism we're cynicism about like her place in the social hierarchy like i think that's when she's most interesting because i think i I think oh sorry go ahead just there there are ways to have teen or younger characters like be cynical that see that mm-hmm. can be like a really tiresome or it's like right yeah, it's like what are you busy kid, kid right? come on yeah right yeah. but like because of the setting and like world building uh her her being able to be cynical about that because yeah. she also grew up in like the pleasure district and yes. which is I mean, even... the, the weird mix of low and high <laughs> societies right like yeah, even if they're kind of having their cake and eating it too, because mm-hmm. it's always like, oh, you know, Mao Mao has to struggle to survive in the court right. where she is at the bottom of the picking order, but also character. she gets like, like hairpins from a gazillion dudes, and everyone loves her. Like, right, right. <laughs> yeah. But what I think, what I think I do like about Mao Mao is that even though she is cynical, I feel like most other animal anime characters who who are that cynical are also they don't care whether they live or die. That kind of like. Oh, Damn, like they're so this is my life. I truly don't care. Like uh-huh. whatever. But she she wants to live. She's not sad. She's not like she she wants to live. She enjoys living. She has stated several times mm-hmm. that she will do whatever it takes to survive because she right. enjoys her life, like regardless of what happens in it, basically, right? She just she's having a good time. It's just the like reality of her social standing. It's just right. that she also knows at the same time that she can die at any time. And so if knowing that she wants to control her fate as much as she possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, it still sounds like a solid, solid uh, yeah, solid show. I, I do think it like gets better as it goes on because as the characters and uh, relationships sort of get more time to flush themselves yeah. out. Yeah, and every time, every time for for at least for me as an anime only viewer, every time there's a like aha, they did bring that back kind of moment. It does the show credit, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. often the case with these kind of shows. You just need time and then one 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 day you realize oh 
actually like these. I'm actually, right, you know, right. I, I actually feel really attached to these characters, right? Because they take right. the time to do it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, I guess speaking of another, what's usually a chill show, but maybe not <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> this particular block of episodes. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about. She killed a lot of dudes, man. Let's they talk about Spider- yeah, They were all comically evil assassins. Uh, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about. We're talking about Spy Family season yeah. two. Uh, John Wick five. Uh, yeah, we've re- we've reached the the climax of the boat arc where your murders everyone. Uh, yep. Hey, Hooray. It always feels weird to me when we get the massive amounts of blood and murder, yeah. even if it's yeah. kind of like. Even if it's kind of silly and like ridiculous, it's also like compared like, to the rest oh, of the show, like a little weird. Stabbing right. out these there were also, there were also like a couple of moments, albeit brief, that were like like pretty graphic, considering. Yeah, yeah. like the show has had like graphic quote unquote violence before, but it's mostly in the context of like jokes, like. Uh, right. Like the joke of, right. of like Anya reading yours mind on the like bring mm-hmm. your child to work day. <laughs> right, right. right. Or, this is just like that. no, this is like actual combat with stakes and people genuinely die in horrible ways. And there's right. like yeah, w- I think I think for me it's like w- when when we get to the big fight scene and there's mm. just literally comical amounts of blood spraying right. everywhere blood while the insert's on. Right, like I'm assuming I'm assuming it's. Actually, Sayori Hayami singing the insert song. Well, and, I'm not sure. Uh, it, it almost reminded me of like and 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 yeah. sync with the blood sprays and the yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It, it was like straight out of a Kiba Made War or something, right? Like <laughs> just. Uh, but it is kind of odd because like Spy Family is generally a very very family friendly show. Yes. right? like you could show mm-hmm. this. To your little like nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, my niece really watches this, so that'll be right. You might, you might not be able to explain some of the jokes, but generally, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there are even kids shows that have jokes that like kids don't understand. Right. They just find right. it like funny because the character is like screaming or whatever. Right. But like right. this is like this is some like stuff where you're like. Also, because it's not necessarily like the blood and the violence; it's mostly like the context. Like this is these are actual stakes. Like these are yes, actual bad poor, guys who yeah. want to kill a child, and Yor has to like murder them to not yeah. make mm-hmm. them kill the child. Which yeah, it's is not like, surprisingly right. dark for this show. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, it looks cool though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it looks, it looks great. This is a good-looking show. Yeah, so. and I I think um, particularly because my my only criticism of the boat arc so far has been like even though well not not even so much that it was long but even though Lloyd and Anya are there they haven't done anything up until like this last episode right Right, I mean they're there because this is still a spy family so there need to be jokes like yeah so I I feel like and I think that the the latest episode is like when they're actually involved like that's when spy families at its best when they're like all involved right right? Right. but um, it, it's pretty convoluted to like create a climactic action scene where your Anya and Lloyd can all be involved right. when even when they cannot be together because they mm-hmm. cannot find out about each other's secrets. Right. So it's hard right. to do, I get it. But like yeah. I do always, feel it's like always Anya running between yeah, and yeah. like doing something to yeah. set in motion. Uh 
because I feel like the 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 build up with the your questioning her job and all that stuff was Uh-oh. and like her conclusion kind of doesn't really make sense no. but whatever I mean the um, thing is they probably like I'm pretty sure that the author never really thought about your or what drives her like I think she was mostly supposed to be like the thing is like she was set up mostly as a contrast to Lloyd Mm-hmm. As in, she is also a, like, work works in the quote-unquote shadows, but she's on the opposite side, right? And from that point onwards, like, they built out her character, but I f- don't think they ever really put thought into, like, oh, what, what drives her? Because that was never part right. of the point like right yeah, and so i it's... also as a viewer do not actually care like right. i like her as a character but i don't care really yeah. that the much show is about, about lloyd's mission and your present in that presence is that is mostly a joke like mm-hmm. so but i get the character got really popular like if you read like reviews of spy family it's always like oh where's your i want more your uh why can't your do anything so I suppose editorial just caved and asked the author to write a your arc. What? Like, you can see that he... that it sort of struggles to, because this arc feels different from other Spy Family arcs. Like, it is not as comedic, and it is more focused on the character questioning their motives, and you can see that this is kind of material that the show somewhat struggles with maybe yeah it's not I mean, bad it's... but it's you can see that spy family is not 100 comfortable doing this kind of stuff right so yeah i mean and and i'm with artemis like i really don't care either way mm-hmm. but if you are gonna bring it up i would like at least some kind of uh thought put into it i guess right uh, i mean this, like, this is odd I, I, because that's endo is like did write some like way darker, more right. like in like psychological stuff in his past, and like there there is a long-standing. I think G also ad- addressed this that there is like a long-standing tug of or rumors of a long-standing tug of war between him and his editor, and that his editor keeps asking him to you know put in jokes, whereas Endo wants the story to be a bit more serious and character-focused, but the uh, the editor always has to reel him in. I don't know if this is true, but you can kind of see it, right? Yeah. I yeah, I do think you could have just taken all of the your questioning yourself stuff out of this arc and it would have been fine. Right. <laughs> like, she just, I think, she I just think like, also because it's presented yeah. as mostly just internal monologuing. Mm-hmm. So there's not really anything like even right. if you did care like especially about her, her motives deep down, it's not necessarily the ideal way to explore it because she's just sitting in a chair thinking. Right. Right. right, right. And the thing is also like it's odd that the show feels the need to have to explain George's George's motive because it doesn't really do that for Lloyd. And maybe it's because of the idea of that George's job is quote unquote evil because she's an assassin whereas Lloyd is heroic because he's a spy even though what they do is pretty much exactly the same like they right. both the kill show, the show but like the show is the peace between east right. and west the like, show establishes that like Lloyd is doing it out of like a sense of yeah you know like, I'm, like I need... he wants to protect the smiles of right. all children whereas like your <laughs> is kind of like almost ditzy this, working working, yeah. f- working for some guy who is probably yeah. 
who may or may not be doing that for certain motives, but she is not doing it out of like yeah, yeah. an ideology. Um, yeah. She just does it because this is what she's good at and it makes mm-hmm, money. Yeah. Like, and I, th- I think right. all there were... Honestly, I'm fully on board with that reasoning. Like, I oh, don't yeah. need any other totally motive. Same here, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, yeah I, and ultimately, I think they're just trying to... Because on Lloyd's side, his conflict is the... I actually am enjoying having a family, right? Mm-hmm. Even though this is, but I have to keep focused that this is a job. They're kind of like mm-hmm. finding yours way to bring her back around to. I want to be part. The thing like, is, they, they they just want yeah. them all to want to be a family, right? That's what yeah, they're trying. Right. To but the thing is that Lloyd's Lloyd's conflict is funny, whereas yours conflict is not really funny. It's like doesn't a, it's, really make any sense yeah. or right, yeah. yeah. So anyway. I'm I'm not I'm not leveraging any like super harsh criticism on Spy no, Family no. here. I think it's just George's conflict is mostly about I don't want to be exposed because I will be you know like deported if people find yes. out that I'm a single woman in a fake marriage in her late right 20s. when her like imagination runs away with her yeah, on yeah. Lloyd kicking that her out of the house. Something that doesn't really have anything to do with her assassin job. Like, right. 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 Right, but but I still enjoyed the episode, even if even if they weren't the best. I think they were still fun, and Anya, as always, Mm -hmm. like just stealing the scenes with her, just as just as and and say saving yours ass multiple times. What I'm saying, yeah, either from either her life or just being exposed, and she's just. I think I like Anya best when she's faking excitement at something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like, it's just like, yay, look at I'm, that awesome lady at the circus, everyone. Yeah. I'm like, playing with this ball. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, so much fun. I just dropped this cool picture of my super awesome dog. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe what we're really saying is Anya just needs to be in every episode. And mm. hot, hot spy family take. Anya is the best yes. thing about the show. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. She was the one makes her family, you know? Yeah. yeah. What, what, what did you what were you saying, Artemis? So. Oh no, just I was uh, yeah, saying yes, very original of us to Yeah. Yes. To say so. I'm sure no, no one has come to the same conclusion yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, another shocking conclusion, spy family still good. Uh yep. you heard it here first, folks. All right. Speaking of uh, um, smug-faced anime girls yeah. voiced by Atsumi Tanizaki. Yeah, <laughs> is it the same voice actress? It is, yes. Anya's okay, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Yes, yeah, so let's talk about uh, Free Ren Beyond Journey's End. Uh-huh. Um, we get a little uh, more fun type episodes after the, the battling the demons this week. I've heard uh, men really like Free Run Beyond Journey's End. I've heard you should gift men Free Run Beyond Journey's I, I, End. I, well, yeah, I think will be I happy. think I I do love <laughs> one of my favorite things about Free Run is that yes, Free Run is stoic, immortal, silver-haired elf lady, but she's also has uh, immense gremlin energy. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the thing is, like the comically serious is an absolutely brilliant character archetype if you pull it off well. Right. Right. And um, she gets a little saucy in these episodes, which is pretty hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah. With uh, so we had like Stark's birthday, mm-hmm. and then um, which again, shout out to the giant hamburgers. One of yes. my another one of my favorite things in the show. We get the, uh, we, we 
these episodes are collectively like the mini arc about uh the the hero's sword in the in the cave um where we find out that Himola failed to pull the sword from the stone when he was not the prophesied hero. I really uh, like that. He's but just yeah. some guy. He like, just leveled <laughs> up enough to kill the Demon King anyway. Um, right. And then we have, yes, the, the Stark birthday segment uh, where we explore explore his past and motivations. Yeah, uh, get a little, little more with him and... Mm-hmm. Some fun jokes Which is with... where we, we get the the now memified template image uh, where Free Ren <laughs> is holding the the clothes dissolves potion. Mm-hmm. And is like I will be very disappointed if, yeah. if mm-hmm. the dub doesn't make a single joke about Stark naked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, it seems like an obvious one. Yeah, but, the, uh... the the meme now meme template where she's holding the potion and saying, "My master said men love to receive this as a gift." Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, right. Just insert whatever into her hand for that, right? But uh, mm-hmm. so that 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 was that was fun. Um, the second episode, I mean, we get yeah. our final party member. I don't know what happened. I wanted to say before we move on to that is that that like penultimate episode also serves really well as a sort of cementing the dynamic in the party, of the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. like Jill, you mentioned earlier that you're like. It was hard for you to get into the show because the characters are all very stoic. Yes. And I think that at this point, they have, like, we've had their backstories. They have gone through major, like, inciting incidents, major plot events. And, like, you get a better grasp of their personalities now. And they have more clearly assigned roles now. Yeah. That, like, I mean, they're, they're, they're Kirk, Spock, and McCoy, right? Like, Stark is the. The, the sort of like emotional common sense kind of guy freeran is like the the stoic the stoic gold one with a weird edge and then fern is the one who has to like keep them all under control and <laughs> right. be the grown up in the room <laughs> right yeah. um yeah so they've definitely and and i think i think it's not just like they were it's not that they were doing a bad job of it before. It's like they allowed the characters' relationships to develop and that drew out their personalities. Right. right? And they also allowed the characters to be more than just their one trait. You know, they allow right. Freerun to be goofy sometimes. They allow Stark to have moments of introspection and, and, and like sensible thought instead of always being, you know, the, oh, I'm so insecure, but actually super powerful. That is like the, the core. Mm hmm concept of his character right right so so yeah therefore Um, somebody new to the dynamic Um, right the fourth party member mm -hmm. uh yeah so judging from judging from the pictures i have seen this is like your token quote-unquote old guy who is like a guy in his 30s right (laughs) yeah yes yeah Yeah. Yeah, so he's actually like probably like thirty or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I guess, yeah. I guess, and I guess all pre- priests are corrupt in the free run world. Is that uh-huh. just uh, yep, drinking work? and the smoking and gambling? Yeah. I think there's a really solid gag subversion here where he's gambling at the inn or whatever, and Stark comes in also to gamble, like you gamble with him, uh, and of course, so you smash caught to Stark is. 
naked because he's been fleeced right. and lost everything <laughs> and we out in the snow right yeah. but we cut to like the the priest guy's face and it's like you think for a moment like the sort of standard way to do this joke is he fleeced stark from out of everything right uh but now we zoom out and he is also <laughs> naked also because naked he has also lost over all his possessions <laughs> yes he's like equally as much of a loser uh right you're yeah. both dumbasses. Mm-hmm. Fern has to come bail them out. Mom yep. has to come pick them up from. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, um, the chief is like, oh yeah, he just gave everything back because the chief didn't know what he was gonna do with a giant fucking axe. Like, you can't do yes. anything with this shit. Um, um <laughs> and then the uh, the bit where uh, Freeman ha- tries to quote unquote seduce him right. to join the party because he likes older women. And yeah, Freeran is the oldest woman of them all, <laughs> and, uh, and she she uses her ultimate seduction technique. Yeah. Um, which if you haven't seen it, just watch it. It's funny. But this um, is sort of a takeoff on how in Dragon Quest games, the designated sexy lady character in any given Dragon Quest game usually yeah, her, has her. some kind of status effect track about them yeah. being sexy and distracting people. Yeah, um, right. Free run does puff puff. Uh, yes, yes free run basically yeah. does puff puff. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and it's hilarious. Um so yeah, I, I you know, I I I enjoyed I, I was curious if we were gonna get another party member because mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. I haven't read the manga, I don't know what's gonna happen. Right. So I mean um, uh, the heroes party had four people and now we have four people again. So and you gotta have a healer, right? I mean that's yeah. just standard good practices for your RPGs. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so um, it's funny because like this, it feels like because we're like on episode like fifteen or something with the 13, show at this point, yeah. right? Because they they mm-hmm. dropped like five episodes, but yeah. it feels like I, I don't know. We're just getting started now. <laughs> like we right. just assembled the party. I mean, we're about like forty forty uh, percent in because it's going to cores, right? Anime-wise, I mean, it but, is yeah. structured like a traditional JRPG, right? Like you get your starting party, then the first climax against the disc one final boss happens, it's and then you right. get your new party member. I mean, you know, keep you keep saying that as this progresses, um, but well, I mean, I know, yeah, I know, I'm kidding. It can change, right? But yeah, it, yeah. I think it's a deliberate homage to that, just like how this mm-hmm. new character is. If I if I hear it, is supposed to be like the. Uh, a version of the very commonly seen quote-unquote old man like pervert drinking gambling mm-hmm. mr vice guy archetype that you often yeah. see in he'll jrpgs get to, he'll get to be like because he is old slightly older than fern or stark so they're old, you're gonna get some bits where he is like not quite the responsible adult because he is also mm-hmm. a drinking and gambling fool but like a little more so than he has like a, a little more emotional intelligence than the kids, right? But, right. That's the thing, right? This show not, treats near not necessarily as much as free run, but also yeah, more yeah, than yeah. free run in some ways, right? Uh, yeah. Like the thing is, the show treats age as a very interesting thing because you have like an old character like free run who still has many childish traits, mm-hmm. while a young character like Fern is still like young in many ways, but also has some more mature traits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they play with that really well. Mm-hmm. Right. Stark is still a kid, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, when he was uh, looking, when he's... <laughs> yeah, Fern is... Fern Those clouds like... look like boobs! Woo! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
yeah, so I, I'm I'm really enjoying that show even more as it goes on. So yeah, I'm kind of getting one. into the leg of a story where I'm like, yeah, that definitely happened. They definitely met with that guy, and I don't remember exactly what happens until the next big arc. Right? It's yeah, I can't wait for Freeran to get stuck on a boat for eight years. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right, let's talk about my favorite show this season, Megan and Dolly. <laughs> And Aqua, you caught up with this since yeah, the last time. Yeah, absolutely. Talk. Yeah, I have. Uh, uh, Zig expressed his uh, his uh, sadness about not being caught up on the last podcast he was on. So I have been uh, joining him in the journey down <laughs> the rabbit hole called Migi and Dali. Um, Did your oh, pie in the sky prediction? Cherry pie in the sky. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, n- not yet. I think, right? If I mean, if you're talking about the theory that Gel voiced yes. during the uh, during the previous episode, that has uh, not yet happened. A lot of other weird stuff has happened. Okay, okay. Have they gone uh, how, to the how Black Lodge? Hmm? Oh, oh, sorry. I roll your thing. No, they never brought up. Sorry, I'm, I need to stop making Twin Peaks jokes, and nobody here has watched Twin Peaks except me. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be lost on us, unfortunately. Uh-huh. But, uh, something, something. Damn I'm, good I'm gonna, I'm gonna drag somebody through that. You just have to watch the show. I mean, that's the only solution. <laughs> I know, but, but uh, yeah. um, go ahead. How have you been feeling overall about Aquic? Just because I, I don't think, think we've gotten your opinion on it. I'm. I'm not as high on it as Zig, but Zig thinks it's anime of the year material, right? But I, but I think it. I have. Found I'm also it, kind of in that. I'm kind of getting there yeah, myself yeah. with it, but yeah. And just, and just say like, I don't have any really explicit criticism of it. It's just like it's a show I like. I enjoy it. I like the the weird sense of humor it has. I like the absurdity, but I also like the the tension and the horror vibes they are going for. It is. The thing is, like, it's not the mystery is not yet on that level where I would actually say that oh, we're dealing with something really special here. But that's not necessarily necessary because we have so much other, sorry, so much other uh, weird kinds of points of interest in this show, like going from just the sheer bathos of certain scenes like uh evil mom going after Migi and dolly with a with a like loaf of baguette to <laughs> yeah, a hard loaf of bread and yeah yeah chicken yeah. that can kill him yeah, hard enough yeah. that, that's, that was the point uh, yes i thought the idea was that it's a frozen banana is hard enough to kill you I don't know. A lot of frozen things are hard enough. To I kill think you. any hard object, say, if you try hard yeah, enough, but, can kill someone. I mean, frozen but, bread <laughs> is still relatively brittle, but I mean, it's the it's the the, the like the image that counts, mm-hmm. right? Of someone right. sneaking up on you, teleporting with a, behind you with, a, <laughs> with a, loaf like a loaf of bread. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Comet Lucifer, which also featured a deadly oh loaf of bread. <laughs> That's a oh man, a I, I, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Yeah, <laughs> that lady had a shotgun in that baguette. Yeah, yeah, no, she had a really grenade good. in that melon pan. <laughs> this was just a ba- just a baguette, but a very hard one at that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like I said, like aside from the mystery, the show just has many other things to draw you in, from comedy to character development to just sheer weird imagery. 
it's it's a it's a it's a people pleaser which is kind of weird since i have not seen many people pleased with it aside from here on the glorio blog well it is weird though like it is weird yeah i I don't think everybody's gonna watch this and and make it past the beginning Uh, i mean the thing is like i do find it an and this sounds weird because it sounds paradoxical but it is an accessible kind of weird yeah like I, you can see this and be like, "Huh, that's weird." And it's not. It's not just that. Like, it, ra- it is not an acquired taste. Like, right. for example, Under Ninja would be like Under Ninja. I can see that. Like, oh, this has to be something you're into. Whereas yeah. Wiggy and Dolly is more like JoJo, where you can just be impressed by the creativity on display on a surface level, and you can also look at it from like a in like a more profound way and be like, well, what the hell is going on? Sometimes just something insane will happen and you can only laugh. Right. Yeah. Like the, like the inherent appeal of something like Jojo is like a character turning to the camera and saying, what is it? Like Mickey is fucking dead or whatever he says. (laughs) Like it's not fucking Disneyland without Mickey. Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. 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 And like, that that is just something that is pretty close to being universally funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not like the it's not like the plot of Mickey and Dolly is hard to follow, or that any no, of the weird no. things are like abstract or anything. They're just it weird. is not mind screwy. Uh, like yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, that all said, um, I'm I I've really been enjoying the escalation up until up until this kind of climax these past two mm-hmm, episodes mm-hmm. we have the Miguel Dolby's five minute retirement uh <laughs> yeah we mentioned we mentioned last time that they were there were a, a riff had developed because uh um me <laughs> had figured out dolly was catfishing him um and right, the whole right. thing so 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 Miggy goes to live with Bird Guy. I don't I don't even remember if we talked about Bird Guy. I think we did briefly. But... Yeah yeah yeah. Miggy goes to live with uh, with Bird Dude. Yeah. And uh and and Dolly is determined to still carry out their revenge plan. Oh, we have not talked a... about the Halloween episode yet. No, that that was yes, that was right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. so it, I I won't I won't get into the details of the plan, but it involves a Halloween costume uh contest and, yeah. and dropping a giant pumpkin on someone's head. Dolly is going to carry AG. <laughs> yeah, and um and you know because I I I think they're trying to frame it as him he's since he's by himself he can't really pull it off and ends up almost killing himself. And uh it's like a reverse super sentai, you know, the super sentai become exponentially stronger the more they are, the more of them there are. Mickey mm-hmm, and Dolly mm-hmm. become exponentially more incompetent the fewer of them there are. Yeah. So <laughs> they're pretty incompetent when they're together. So. <laughs> um Yeah, so that kind of sets up the latest episode, which is when things really go down. I'm I mean, sorry, it's... are we just going to talk about the latest episode without mentioning the mosquito costume? <laughs> oh, see, that's the kind of thing people oh, that I think need to see to fully understand. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 I don't think an audio format's going to do justice of, of I that mean, whole but Halloween costume It's a good indication segment. of what I was talking about, like, you know, because the whole of the Halloween episode is like a a quote-unquote tense revenge murder plot about these two like right. brothers who have grown apart and one yes. of them goes too far in trying to enact revenge it for is, the both the thing of is them. like it, it is legitimately shot at a normal life 
but yeah. also they're all dressed in like the dumbest fucking Halloween costumes yeah. so imaginable. Like, the thing like, is, like it is it is legitimately those things, but yeah. also the kid is dressed in this horrible mosquito costume and is saying these like ridiculous I'm gonna kill this person lines. Um so it's I mean that's that's why the show is funny. Um yeah. but uh yeah. So it kind of culminates in um, the the latest episode where things really go down. I mean, it's no shock who the real villain yeah. is here. We've known it. I do hope time, there is another but... twist, right? Because this is quite obvious. Like, yeah, and um, you know, this leads to I think Zig described um, the uh, they managed a top ten anime comeback. Yeah, and top 10 anime, saddest anime deaths in like five minutes. minutes. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Because we get, uh, if you recall, the past couple of times we've been talking about the the maid that was the friend -hmm. friend of the boys and we didn't know what happened to her. And uh, it was heavily implied that she was murdered by mom right. because she discovered and the evil she, dollhouse. Like, and um, she should have been murdered, but um, so uh, spoilers here, but I, I feel like I have to say this on tape. Um, she was apparently buried alive, but dug herself out. Oh, okay. <laughs> As you do. And this leads to a big scare quotes epic battle with uh, <laughs> with uh, the, 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 uh, the true killer here, which ends in her then made eventually, yeah. Then eventually, actually getting stabbed in the neck, which I, I appreciate. The show has not pulled its punches when it shouldn't be pulling its punches. So. Yeah, which is like genuinely gruesome. Like it is, it is weird and funny because the maid fights with a mop. Like yes, until the very end when she, she just gets shanked in the neck. With she just knife, gets literally like, stabbed in the neck. Um, yeah, yeah, and there's yeah, and there's blood everywhere, and yeah. Um, so. Yeah, that all happened, and uh, you know we kind of leave off at the end with, um, and we get some explanation on what the deal was with the mom, and a little bit more. I, yeah, I, I, my, my theory that uh, okay, so I, I didn't actually put this on tape. I mentioned it in our Discord chat, but I did not put this mm-hmm. on tape, so I'll put it on tape now. Right. Uh, the my theory was that the rich kid that they had been following around was AG, actually yeah. like their third brother. And that they were possibly triplets because with no other evidence other than there was one weird conversation where he said something about people's hair changing from blonde to to like black or whatever, because he has black hair and the twins have blonde hair, but they otherwise kind of look the same. I mean, there is precedent for this because these episodes do reveal that A.G.'s mom is, well sort of assembling a perfect family, right? Because it is revealed that Eiji's young younger sister is not the biological child of his mother and his father, but rather a child the mother kidnapped slash blackmailed into yeah basically she yeah she can't have kids so she's trying to assemble a perfect family and yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah, and 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 the, in her dying words, the maid is like, "Ag is actually your dot dot dot," and then you know, yeah, bleeds yeah. out. So, I I I was too afraid to put that theory on 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 recording before, and now <laughs> I feel like it's practically confirmed. But right. um, yeah, and also, we, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And I was just going to say, we leave off finally with the post credits scene of now the uh, the the. 
the after the maid was murdered, they're now trying to frame the twins as the ones that uh yes committed the murder. Her. That's where we've left off because but, yeah. the twins are like forced to flee the town, which is very funny because their town looks like you know every town, small town America. But as soon as right. they flee, they just end up in regular ass <laughs> rural Japan. Yeah, it's like in rural Japan, they, 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 yeah, they they stay in like a shrine. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. End up in the Inaka, uh, and they they have the. Uh, you know, because they, you know, they still have their issues to work out. They have their, you know, fist yeah, fight in the rain. Homoerotic fist fight in the mm. riverbed, like in, in the, uh, yeah, yeah, in the in the like the Japanese rural riverbed. Sure, sure. Uh, Your Yosuke thing. rank ten social link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Because um, <laughs> the whole conflict has been that the that the older brother is still hell bent on revenge, while the other brother a hates him because he catfished him and B just wants to go back home and eat cherry pie with their new family. Right. <laughs> so the, the family still think that they're one person, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Although it feels like that's going to very soon get revealed, but um, the, the, the rich family knows now that they're two people, right? Like the, mm-hmm. that they were, some people do know that they're two people now, okay. but not their, not their adoptive family yet. So a lot going on. Uh, it's all very funny and weird and sometimes disturbing in a combination that I'm very much enjoying. And um, yeah, I, I, I said a couple episodes ago, a lot of how this ends is going to determine my final opinion, I think, because it is a, a murder mystery story and everything like it's I mean, a little more. The thing is, it's going but... to be like, are they going to go for a straight on thriller mystery ending or are they going to do something weird? right like yeah. i think those are the two options yeah but i mean i'm i feel a lot more encouraged now with the direction mm-hmm. we've gone and we'll just kind of have to see what they do in the end so God, there's also so much stuff we haven't even talked about yet <laughs> <sighs> oh and me and dolly or just the rest of our list yeah no in me and dolly <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, I don't i don't want to go through every single thing i think people no, just yeah, watch it yeah, and yeah, enjoy yeah. it those are just kind of the big points of what was happening and so, stuff we like. Gel, this was a bit of a point of discussion between Zig and I, but what do you think the role of the two side characters, by which I mean Bird Boy and Beaver Hat Boy, <laughs> what will their role be in the uh, in the grand finale? Oh, I t- I I totally forgot the about the Beaver Kid. I guess he does show up briefly in the Halloween yeah. thing, right? Yeah, but he's I kind mean, of Bird irrelevant. Boy is going to fly, right? He's going to fly to to yeah. save them or something. Uh, yeah, he's like, going to have some kind of heroic thing fly where he flies and have his wings yeah. burned by the to sun. save him. No, I think he'll be. <laughs> I think he'll be okay. I don't think they're going to kill him off, but um, he uh, I don't know if the other kid's going to matter. That's the thing, right? I think he is, but Zig thinks he's just a generic, like mean kid who was a okay, villain in one in your, episode. In, in your defense, the fact that we did see him again, yeah, does mean that maybe he will have some. I, I mean, is it going to be he repents because he he was like a total asshole, right? So, yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Is he going like, to repent? Is, like, he is the one loose end, I guess. Like. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. weird because they only explored a single other house aside from the one where they actually found what they wanted to find. Yeah, which was is he, Beaver Boy's house. Is he, so. is he gonna have? A, is he gonna have a redemption arc where he saves the <laughs> save them as well? Is there, is there like a clear number of houses left to investigate? 
No, they've already found the oh, okay. the killers yeah, yeah. and everything. So they, they we we basically know what happened. There's some details yeah, that still yeah, need yeah, to get yeah. filled in. It's only like set up to the finale now. They just have to you know okay. take out the big bad and learn the truth. Yeah, I mean, there's still some details to fill in, like what the exact relationship of their mother was to the family right. and everything. But also. A uh, very important thing that Zig points out, how come AG did not recognize their mom because she was their housekeeper, right? I think he did, though, didn't he? No, he explicitly did not recognize people the just woman. Don't, people don't pay attention to the help. I guess so, yeah. I mean, he he was also only, like, five years old. Right, that is true. So, I mean, I there's a lot of people I knew when I was five that I would not recognize right now. <laughs> this is true. Um, but again, you would also not hold on to, like, weird grudges about your pajamas that you wore when you were five. The hell, I, I wouldn't. Would, I would still carry the trauma about murdering a woman, though. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, there is that. Uh, so, you know, who knows, but it's a good show. I'm enjoying it. Uh. And I, I hope they stick the landing. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about uh, we've we've put it back on the list for today and today only because Artemis, you're, you're still watching this, right? The, the Yuzuki family's four sons. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, clearly it's got nothing on Miggy and Dolly, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's How, it's surprisingly because I thought I was going to drop this. After the first, I don't know, I think three episodes, I was like, mm, no, it's probably not going to really go anywhere else. Like, I'm good. And, you know, it hasn't really gone anywhere else, but I am good. Like, <laughs> with, with <laughs> continuing to watch, I guess. Um, I do still think it, it's a bit over the top sometimes. And I still don't think it's like an especially subtle show, but. Something about it just kind of charms me. I don't know. Um, the I, I feel like also the the character who was most obnoxious, which is one of the middle brothers, like the 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 most typical kind of anime character, I guess, with his hot headed yeah persona and everything, kind of gets less annoying the more you get to know him, which is nice. Okay, that's and and they give him a bit more thematic depth than just he's hot-headed and annoyed at his older brother all the time because he feels like he's treated like the younger one and or you know i don't know i, I feel like that was kind of a weak way to start off i think the anime would have been better served if, if it had started off with a different storyline right um but I'm, i i don't know what, i'm what assuming i'm assuming the uh because I, I watched, I think the first two episodes. Because I remember they did. Because yeah, they start out. They start out coming in hot with the the, the, the one brother you're talking about, and then they kind of talk a little bit about the other middle brother. And I'm assuming every brother gets an episode or whatever. Yeah, everyone gets like like the 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 kind of more hot headed middle brother gets the most screen time still, but everyone right. does get their own their own episodes. Um, what yeah. I think one of my favorite weirdly because i didn't i thought i would absolutely hate it episodes is when they kind of tease a love interest for the annoying middle brother and, right. and his best friend you know the 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 redhead um who, who like is the neighbor or besties. Yeah, yeah yeah that, that they live i mean it seems like a 
fairly not rural but like suburban kind of you all know each other if you go to the same school kind of thing right um and they kind of start it's, it's like a double episode actually because she starts dating like someone confesses to her at school and so she dates him because she didn't know what else to do so she was like yep right um and the date like they the 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 brother follows her on the date because and not out of jealousy but just because he doesn't really know what's going on and so right. he follows her most yet. so it's not it's not because i thought it would be like a jealous thing right and it isn't really that it's it's this he he has no concept of what dating even entails. I mean, these kids are also like twelve, point, right? Right so, to, the, but to right. the point where like a really like a genuinely comedic moment is that they're looking up on their phones, like what does it mean when two people date, and they get like <laughs> flustered when they realize that it might involve more than just like eating at a restaurant or whatever. Right. How to date? Um, wiki wiki right, how, how right. to date? Yeah, yeah. Basically, they do that, which is pretty funny. Um, and then it turns out that even though they think from from an outsider's perspective, they think the date is going well. In the second episode, it's revealed that she has broken up with him, with with the guy who asked her out because she was just wildly unhappy because that he he let he let uh, rip. Uh, an innocent yet extremely hurtful comment like mm. oh but you're so beautiful why don't you just be, act more like a girl why do you always sit with <laughs> legs open and wear <laughs> pants all the time and and to to the main character's credit he's like that asshole like you'll find the way you are like you don't like if he doesn't like you the way you dress you should just like like grab that guy basically and that was a really nice moment yeah that's great sure. yeah um and and I've, then that was that you know <laughs> drama yeah. over uh, yeah i feel like that some of the some of those can be kind of funny when you when you get like the younger kids trying to figure out what is a date and stuff like that that can that can be right. kind of fun right um, they, yeah i thought yeah. i think i think it reeled me in because i thought i would just absolutely hate both of those episodes and right. they just handled it surprisingly well um, um and that that kind of drew me back in so i guess talking about like the melodrama stuff do they ever like do they keep do they do they ever go back and keep dipping into like the dead parents stuff or is that just yeah they not, do because the okay. next set of episodes is about a school visitation when the parents are supposed to show up to your school and okay. watch a class like in session and so the this is to do with the youngest brother um the, the really has, young one right that's like yeah who's still at elementary school yeah he's still he's still a grade schooler um and he decides not to tell any of his family that there's a school visitation because he knows his older brother works and and he doesn't want to put the responsibility on him to take time off to go see yeah an elementary school class in session and it all happens exactly as you probably think uh, uh, yeah I'm, I'm playing like, the scenes in my head yeah right it's now. extremely yeah. predictable you don't need you know exactly what's going to happen um but i don't know predictability aside I think it's I think it's still handled pretty well. They never they never dip into the tragedy in such an overblown way that you're just rolling your eyes going, Yeah, yeah, I get it, died, etc. Like there are some <laughs> moments in fact there are some moments I I like the fact the flashbacks when they do flashbacks flashbacks are not especially long. It's just a couple of seconds, like literally right. one or two seconds of one character remembering like 
someone holding their hand at a funeral or, you know what I mean? Like yeah, a, a tiny moment that would, I think, stick with you in a, in a you know, in the middle of your grief right. kind of way. Yeah, especially and that can be... As a, especially thinking back when, when a lot of these kids were considerably younger, like the youngest, you know, does obviously does not remember, like he has no memories of their parents. his parents, right? Right. And yeah. the and the 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 next pe- the next kids up do obviously have a lot stronger memories of their parents, but only kind of snippets here and there. And those right. snippets come back in these in these very very small self contained flashbacks that are actually really touching because they do feel realistic. Right. Yeah, and not I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've, I feel like over the years, more and more, I, I'm more and more annoyed with long flashbacks. Right, like, right. It, it can be just as, if not more effective than just to have like key moments popped in, right? So that's yeah, cool. yeah. The anime does a lot of key moments, but they're 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 never belabored, and they're always sprinkled fairly far apart. So it's never you never get like an episode dump of just. Right. You know, like, look at how traumatized all these kids are. They lost their parents right, to anime yeah. disease or whatever. Like, right. Um, yeah. So it's, I, I don't know. If you didn't, if you, to, to anyone who watched it and just flat out hated the first few episodes, it's probably not worth going back because you probably still don't like it. But if you were kind of on the fence about it, I would encourage people to give it a second look just because I do think it does grow on you as it goes on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's, and it's, maybe shows like a little more depth here and there than people might have given it credit for. Yeah, and it's just nice to. I mean, it's kind of a feel good kind of show too, right? Like just yeah, it's generally it's generally like I know I was just talking about death and everything, but it is generally speaking a pretty feel good show. Um, it's not like a healing show, I would say, but it is one of those quote unquote hardcore kind of slice of life shows where you know that everything's going to be okay at the end. So, yeah. Okay. Well, as I've said before, I probably would have been watching this last season when I was watching last things, but I, right, right. I'm sure we might've all been. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's still, I'm glad it's keeping up the quality. All right. Well, uh, Speaking of hand, shows, I might have been still watching uh-huh. mm. last season. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Iroh, I believe on this current podcast, you are the last man standing for Bull Buster at this I point. I am. Uh, Unless you said you, you dropped out. You did. You dropped out. This, 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 this week was the week I was like, no, stop that. Right. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I have but, stuff to do. But you did see the episode where uh, Muto gets into Bull Buster and. Uh, yes. Yes, I guy, did. Yeah. Which is. Yeah. Like sort of too little too late um like <laughs> that and i did and i didn't like the ending right uh yeah so, so what, um what happened oh, sorry. oh it was just um like it like the, the episode itself was fine like whatever but at the end because the story arc is kind of resolved about what's her face and her dog right like right, I, right. I don't know i just I just wish they had pulled back on the emotion a bit. Like, uh, so like Bull Buster works. Yeah, I think it works best when they show emotional moments, but it's a bit understated still. 
Right. And there's mm-hmm. there's just this one scene at the very near the very end of that episode where they zoom in on her face, and you know that she you know that she is about to cry. Like it's fairly obvious that she's about to cry, and they just like hold the camera on her face, and then I was like, pull away, pull away, pull away, and then you see the tear come down uh-huh. on camera. And I'm, ah, you ruined that scene <laughs> for me. You know, like mm-hmm. just small moments like that where they where it's enough. It's enough. We get it. Everyone understands. You don't need to actually show it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they do. And it's like, uh, you know, you kind of ruined the whole, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the, the whole the, moment there. Yeah. The, the sort of plot thing going on in these episodes is that uh, the higher ups of the, their like company, the uh, like parent company. It's Yeah. Because I guess they've been like contracted by um, right, right, right. The like the larger conglomerate to do this to do this work, and yeah, yeah, like Shioda Pharmaceuticals, and now the the higher ups there are like taking a closer interest in their activities and are basically offering a buyout, like a, an acquisition, which some of the people in the company really want because it means they will have money. Um, you know, they won't be scrimping and saving at all times anymore. And other people are opposed because then now they will have like a bunch of dumb corporate oversight and can't do the things that they right you know, the made this company to do in the first going, place. Hmm, maybe our job might not be quite as as rewarding anymore. Right. Um, because because corporate buyouts have never gone wrong. I've never <laughs> gone. Yeah, never they've gone wrong. Uh, right. Like, yes. Also, it it may it's sort of becoming implied that. Possibly the the who could have seen this coming. Possibly the monsters are the result of um, the corporate stuff in the first place. Like they were doing experiments. Oh yeah, of course. Because of course I am were. shocked. Shocked, I tell you. I yeah, I mean, come on. What are we doing here? Gasp. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's nothing mind boggling. No, like it's it's all sort of within expectations. Uh, they they do introduce the aquatic. Uh, a robot bull duck, which um, <laughs> okay. I think bull duck is cool, but oh, bull okay. duck doesn't do it, anything. It sounds yet. like a Pokemon, and I might I go watch a clip just to see it. But. <laughs> it's just it's it sort of has a duck bill ish. Do they extreme? Do you have to have? Do you have to have a boat license to pilot boat duck or oh, bull duck? <laughs> question. I don't know, but um, I mean, I mean, seeing a, a, that has been the most pivotal plot point right. for half the series. But, but it, yes. it is sort of we're sort of getting into the, you know the second act misunderstandings of or you know dark dark point where everyone's at each other's throats because you know we have this data about what's causing the the beasts and how it might be related to Shiota and but we acquired this de- this data illegally and so do we you know, whistleblow on, on the company that's about to buy us out? Do we let ourselves get bought out to, you know, achieve financial solvency, etc.? Uh, and it's it's fine, right? It's just kind of... Does, does anything whatever. funny happen? There, uh, there is a segment where Muto, the big, big old guy, right, uh, yeah. who's finally out of the hospital is the only one who can launch in the robot. Uh, and so like, as the top suits come by to do their um, investigation of, of the company and what they do, uh, Muto is the one out 
fighting monsters and because he is uh, an old man who doesn't know how to work this wireless shit or whatever he like takes off his head takes off his headset and so he is just it's a pretty fun segment that i wish was earlier in the show where he is just you know, tackling and punching this monster, uh, hooting and hollering and trampling. Completely, sw- completely cussing yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Um, Swearing at the storm, uh, stomping over yeah. the fences. It's, um, that was that was genuinely my my favorite moment of the entire series yeah. so far, I think. It was and just so a good time. This, this CEO is standing there watching on the monitor, stone-faced. Muto is just saying like, oh, you fucking shithead, I'm going <laughs> to kill you. Right, and like right. smashing up their water plant that was on the corner of the island, throwing around, and everyone else is just staring. Right. And then they, and then they yeah. finally managed to get the message across that that people are listening. And he's like, "Oh, uh, I mean, oh, yes. aha! I shall smite thee in the name." Like, <laughs> uh-huh, right. yes, uh, trying to trying to be like overly formal. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and that's like a. That's the sort of fun stuff that really should have been in here, like episode yeah, we, three. If we had more of that, we'd be good, yeah. right? Like, uh-huh. yeah. but, but you know, getting an episode like eight is like it's not really enough. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll 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 see it through to the end at this point, but it's like, yeah, yeah just you guys kinda, committed. It's just kind of you've fun. watched way you finished way worse things. Sure have. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, well. I guess speaking of uh, things, I'm not sure why I'm still watching, but um, that that's that's maybe a little harsh. Eh, mm. eh. Let's talk about underneath. Yeah, um, I'm still broadly enjoying it, but it's the, the so, plot is starting to get away from itself. I think. Yeah, broadly speaking, these last two episodes have been like the build up to whatever know, the, the sort of the, ninja, the ninja civil war. Final yeah, battle nin- or something nin- is, is ninja versus to... under ninja battle yeah. at this high school, and the the first of the two episodes was kind of like the preparation. Everybody like yeah, realizing it's going to go down and getting ready for it, and all the lead up to it was like, all right, yeah, I'm down for you know ninja battle royale, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to see the uh, the guy in the the Kuroneko delivery truck with his cardboard mech suit yeah yeah uh, you know let, 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 let's do this and then um at least the beginning okay i don't know if it's just me and mm. just me being not liking me not liking this type of violence but it, rather than a ninja right. battle royale is like more like a school shooting kind of vibe yeah, uh, very i feel like it's very intentionally so right because, like intentionally like, the villain like, of this is like an <laughs> from ninja in ninja high school he was like bullied and like made fun of at ninja high school and so yeah. yes he is basically a ninja school shooter arriving um, at a regular high school and and, and- Kuro even does the don't come to school tomorrow line yeah. at some point. Um, and he proceeds <laughs> to just walk in and like graphically murder a lot of innocent children. Uh-huh. And I, there's, there's a, I, of, I had totally got where you're calling from, but there's like a part of me this fi- that finds this darkly hilarious. I, I well, yeah, I, I understand that's what they're going for. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like that necessarily came across fully right. in the presentation of the it's kind anime. Of grim, right. Um, 
And and I like I and it seems just like a really cheap way to make you hate this guy. Like he is supposed to be this like like I I, th- I think they're trying to build it up as like you really want Kuro and the other ninjas to take this guy out because he's a complete waste of you know existence. Mm-hmm. But God, what a what a lazy way to do it! Like he just walks it into and and it and like it's pretty. I mean, it's not the most graphic thing I've seen, but I mean, it's pretty like explicit. Like he's just walking in, chopping people's heads off, and these killing, are like killing teens, right? innocent, like, innocent fifteen-year-olds, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, who are completely defenseless. And I personally am pretty sensitive to violence against children. I do not want to see it right. at all. Like, not it's certainly not this openly and i just did mm-hmm. not enjoy that at all um i understand what they were going for with the this is part of the, like sort of absurdly dark humor of the show right but i just personally turned me off a lot with all of that i mm-hmm. i was i was anno- i was very annoyed and frustrated at like clearly all of the because he he's he's under ninja right because there's right. ninja versus under ninja. That's He's basically been the only supplied thing supplied with like the next level invisibility gear or what have right. you. Uh, yeah. So the only thing I've I I think I do know is that this battle is between ninja and under ninja, right? Yeah. And all the ninja side with like Kuro and everybody, like they knew this was going to happen, but nobody's there. Like they're still like getting right. there, and then like my I don't know. I'm I'm. I think the idea is that Under Ninja has sent this dude to like be a big, loud distraction. Right, right. While whatever their real objective is, is happening at the other school or elsewhere. And Kuro's yeah. the one who is sort of caught on to that and is taking, you know, a squad there to deal with that. Yeah. But um, it's a, it's not super clear, right? I'm I'm guessing that is the case. I don't think they've told us like what any of their objectives are or anything. It's just that there is something no. that they're trying to distract them from, right? It, yeah, it's just yeah. I don't know. It's like the show has been giving me like little grains of things that I like, but mm-hmm. overall, I feel like the whole package has been a hot mess. And yeah. And and this particular episode, for my personal taste, it was just mm-hmm. like very distasteful to me. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I, at this point, I am also committed. Right. I'll I'll finish it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we're we only have a what yeah. maybe four episodes left or something. It's it's just so. it, it is like the darkest possible way to expand on the ninja yearbook joke, right? Of like. Yes, ninja, where this, ninja this... yearbook, ninja high school graduation, ninjas, ninja school shooter, uh, yes. right? Like, <laughs> yeah, and it's like I don't feel like whatever payoff they were going for was worth going that route. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll 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 keep going with it. I don't know mm. if you have any other thoughts I wrote at this point, but Not particularly, I'm. And now that we're in the like sort of normal, now that now that it's been regular for several episodes, I now I'm 
at the time I was like, I'm okay. I guess I'm okay with this with the time switching stuff in the first half yeah. of the show. And, but then now that we're in regular stuff, I'm like, why did we do that? Actually? Exactly. <laughs> actually, no, it was dumb. Would you be surprised if next episode we're just like a month in the past talking to the, you know, the head Ugh, ninja lady or something like can't I do that. We can't I feel do like that there's more. I feel like there's like at least a 50% chance Ugh. that's going to happen. Christ. Now yeah, that it's all going maybe. down. Cause that's been the show's pattern mm-hmm. uh, so far. Um, yeah. And then, you know, maybe we'll come back to this in the last episode or something. Like I, I, I would, I think it's a 50, 50 toss up <laughs> whether yeah. or not that happens next episode. So, and that 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 actually might make me drop it if we if, we, <laughs> if I start the next episode and we see that 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 clock up uh-huh. here again, I might just shut it off. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Yes. Let's close things out. Talking about Pluto. Pluto. Have you I, been watching this Artemis or or no? Um, no, I, I haven't seen a single. Okay. <laughs> not a second that's fair oh, i saw i saw the trailer at some point sure sure like like before it released <laughs> yeah. but other than that no uh, i have not it, it is it is very good we're up to uh, what episode five? i i honestly if i if i had more time mm-hmm. i i know that's what everyone says about every anime they don't want to watch oh, if i have more time but yeah, yeah no i mean i would i would give it a go and i may may well give it a try at some point it, it's good it, i it will say it is intimidating because of netflix dropping all the episodes and they are hour right. episodes yeah yeah so you know even though it's only eight episodes it's still like a you know equivalent of like 20 ep- normal episodes or something but um, right yeah so so mm-hmm. we should clarify because all the episodes are out and we are watching at our own pace that we would be yes. referring to episodes four and five right for um, this podcast what did you think about these episodes, Jell? Because I've read the manga and you have not read the manga. <laughs> yes. So, um, uh, I guess spoilers. Uh, Ast- Ast- There's a lot going on. Uh, spoilers. Um, Astro Boy's dead, right? Yes. Um, the the Pluto's come for Astro Boy for for Atom, and uh, he, he he did not fare any better yeah. than uh, the others. Um, the we get a lot of um, Adolf, yes, Gesicht, and the the dude from the robot KKK. Yes, so anti-robot faction cult. Uh, we get a lot of um, back and forth with that. Uh, mm-hmm. More unveiling of Gesicht's past, and yes, the kind of key information about that he also might have killed people well he did yeah, actually confirm that at some point yes perhaps um, Gessick does uh killed uh killed somebody yeah which is of course a big deal for robots do you remember in episode two when astro asked for Gessick's memory chip and yes. then immediately went to the bathroom and cried um yeah <laughs> that, that yeah it yeah. all it's all piecing together mm-hmm. um Again, we want to contrast what we just talked about under Ninja. Like this is how you do multiple storylines happening at the same time and weaving them together, right? Like, right, right. It's so much better at it. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the, so there was there was all that um, with the, with the Geshik, and I, I'm trying to remember what 
Oh, and then we had um, Dr. Tenma has appeared. Dr. Tenma also. makes an appearance, which um, is very funny to me. His hit the way they tried to still make him very eccentric. Yeah, but in the in the in the Pluto more realistic uh-huh. sort of <laughs> art style, right? Like, so now he just looks like Gendo Akari with like an old man <laughs> with a big nose, like and a, yeah, and a but right. um, yeah, having Tenma be this like crazy AI like sicko, uh, right? Who yes, just wants to make the perfect AI uh at any cost right yeah and i i think uh i think tenma he had like the one of the standout moments i think for me was tenma's flashback to yes. talking to adam that is to me that is like That's the scene of the, most... of the whole manga to me yeah that that was such a that was such a powerful scene because as anybody with any Mm-hmm. Any level of Astro Boy knowledge knows yes. Dr. Tenma made Astro Boy as like a replacement for his dead son, right? Yes. And they kind of bring that element into it. Um, and and mm-hmm. where, you know, he realizes that he has created a robot and he has not created his son, right? And it's, it's yes. like everything that's been going on is just like distilled into like that one scene, right? Like all the questions and themes mm-hmm. and everything. It's very, very good. Um, they They do a really... I don't remember if this was how it was in the manga, if they moved things or moved some scenes around for this, but at least in the anime, uh, I thought it was like a really great directorial choice of Tenma is talking to Ochinomizu about, about like how he made a robot once that had a perfect AI that simulated all human beings that would never wake up because there's just too many things to simulate and that the way to make a robot in this situation wake up is to unbalance the emotions and instill right. it with negative emotions to instill with hatred uh, or sorrow or anger. Uh, and they specifically, he's like, wait, is that what you're doing to, to Atom now who is dead? Like, or, you know, unconscious. It's like, right. are you instilling with hatred? You might make a monster. You know, Tenma is like, I might have created a monster. And then we immediately cut to the scene where he's talk his flashback where he's talking to to Atom and like, yes, very you know, and it's like, oh, in a from his own point of view, he's already created a monster, right? Right. This is not what he yes, wanted could, at all, right? Yeah, it's it's so good because. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that so 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 just to explain, like he's asking at Adam, "Oh, how was your day?" They're having dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Adam's like saying typical nice little boy stuff, mm-hmm. right? I had a, like I, I had a great time. Of, I love this dinner. I I found a cool encyclopedia about insects in my room that I'm reading. Yeah. That I was reading, and they're it, so cool. And, and I don't I don't know if we we can't it's really cool, do it justice so explaining. It yeah, on, we can't really do it justice explaining on a podcast. But when you watch it. And it's kind of the same thing I talked about last time. Uh, it's not the same thing, but kind of the same idea, I guess. Last time when I was talking about Pluto and the flowers growing, and it's like this beautiful moment, but you're also terrified. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, like in, the, in this situation too. Like Adam is talking about the, the all this fun, happy little boy stuff, and I wouldn't say you're terrified, but you're 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 kind of creeped out, and you understand as crazy mm-hmm. as what Tenma is, say, has, is saying. Like you kind of understand what he means, right? Yeah. And it's so good. Um, 
It's great. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that's just uh, one example. One of, you know, if, if, if it's the best example, it's certainly one of the examples mm. of, you know, what's so great about Pluto, right? But, mm-hmm. um, and then Dr. Tenma sold Astro Boy to the circus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, so there's a lot of things, a lot of plot threads open now at this yes. point. Um, Gessick is interviewing the the former king of, of Persia. Interviewing right. Saddam Hussein. Um, <laughs> literally Saddam Hussein. I know. Oh my goodness. Uh-huh. And uh, it's, it's not even mm-hmm. like again. We this is another thing we talked about last time. It's not subtle at all. They want you to know. Um, yes. And it's all very good. Uh, you know, Gessick is kind of falling apart himself uh yes and starting to remember you know as he's starting to remember things and just blatantly disobeying orders what did what did happen what what could have driven gesic to (laughs) kill that man yeah we're getting a a murder mystery we didn't even know we had at the beginning i i do find i think it's like core to this to the story but i still think it's very funny that like even the human supremacist anti-robot KKK psychos <laughs> look at whoever that guy, that dude's brother, and yes. even they are like, oh no, that dude was scum who deserved to die. Yeah. Every, if there's one thing everybody universally agrees on is that Adolf Haas's brother deserved to die. <laughs> like, what kind of t- right. what kind of terrible person was he? Uh, um, who knows? Yeah, and we we don't know as as the the viewers, uh, I mean, there's some hint that he was killing robots at some point, but I, I'm assuming there's, or I'm guessing there's probably more to it than that. But, um, so yeah, a lot going on. I feel like we're really getting to the meat of the, the oh, yeah. story and we're, the themes and everything. Ramping up to the end here. Build, really building up to it. So, um, you know, we're all, we're at episode five of eight, right? So, yeah. um, I will yeah, once I just, again recommend once it's, once you're finished watching, you should go and read the, uh, original astro boy arc yes i will definitely do that <laughs> once we're finished and you know what final shout out to uh hercules uh oh yeah who went out swinging went out like a boss <clears throat> went out like a boss when yeah when his when his like headless human body shows up right, and jumps right. in the water i was like oh He's man gonna keep a, it going <laughs> yeah what a what a chance oh, yeah um, what do you think RIP. about the 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 strange like teddy bear that has appeared a couple times oh yeah i guess i haven't really thought about that too much but that <laughs> is weird uh the exposition teddy bear that yes. has shown up a couple times so i'm assuming that's similar to whatever whatever was ever powering the uh the service bot that told Haas to kill geshek but mm. maybe I, I don't know we'll get there we'll, we'll find um out. yeah so pluto's pretty great it's good. It's still Get good. That in before uh, <laughs> you make it, put everybody, everybody out there before you make any anime of the year decisions. You might want to put <laughs> that in. But yeah. All right. So I think uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, yeah. We can get to our housekeeping. You can uh, check us out at theglorioblog.com. Mm-hmm. Go go uh, take a look at Zig's uh, post. He wrote about um, 25 year anniversary yes. of uh, 
Ocarina Legend of Zelda of Ocarina of Time and his personal love for that game and mm-hmm. how, you know, it is, or at least eh, it has been considered by many people to be the greatest video game of all time. Like if you were going to look for some kind of consensus on that question, that is mm-hmm. definitely one of them up there. And uh, that's a very, that's a very good post you can go check out. Um yeah, yeah. Follow more us hot takes on theglorioblog.com. <laughs> yes, hot takes on games made that came out 25 years ago. Uh, yeah, hot takes. <laughs> Zelda, yeah. Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time is good. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here, here, folks. First, but uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at theglorioblog on co-host at Glorio. Right, I think so. Uh, I think I, so. I think we're just at Glorio. Yeah, I think it's just at Glorio. I managed to grab that. Yep. Um. And you can uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher, and of course YouTube, where you can like, comment, subscribe, uh, tell us uh, you know what we got right, tell us what we got wrong. Of course, we are never wrong, but you know you can try. And uh, you know, tell your friends, tell your enemies, and we'll catch up for next time. <laughs>